0: Greetings from the South Pacific, or as the locals say, Iorana. We are here on the island of Titiaroa, and we are here at the very exclusive, world famous private island, the Brando Resort.
1: This has been a dream of mine to stay here since it opened just a few short years ago, and I can't believe we're here. This one's a uh, dream maker.
0: This is incredible. You know, we've stayed at a lot of nice resorts, and when I first got here, it's just natural to make a comparison. Oh, yeah, they've got a villa like this resort. Oh, they've got a beautiful beach like we've been here, and oh, they have this and they have that. And my first thought, and follow me here because it gets better, but I was like... Well, what's so special about this place? Because it just seems like pieces of places we've been. But once I stayed here a little while and stopped comparing and let it all soak in. This really is like a resort like no other. And I think what works is the peacefulness. We are here right now on the beach. What you hear in the background is the wind and the waves. And it's such a small island. There's only a few villas, only uh, room for just, just a few guests. Yeah,
1: this is truly a private island. There's no other hotels here. There's no other residents here. And there's just the 35 villas ranging from one to three bedrooms. We are just a 20-minute flight from the island of Tahiti, Papayete International Airport. And they have two flights a day that come over on Air Te Te Aroa, which is, again, totally private. So when you come in, you know that you're not going to be in this big hubbub with dozens of hotels and jet skis and wave runners It's just you and a few very select guests.
0: That's what's nice about it. You may have uh, heard Oprah talk about this resort. Ellen and uh, Barack and Michelle Obama did some writing here.
1: Yeah, that's where I think most people have heard of the Brando. Most recently, is Ellen was talking to I believe is Margot Robbie, the actress, and they were t- kind of joking about when Ellen was here on holiday and the Obamas were here as well. And this is why it's such an exclusive island because there's no way to get here. There's no paparazzi, and I've stayed in a lot of luxury properties where celebrities stay, and this is like turning back the clock, but with total luxury and exclusivity.
0: I love the water here. The water is crystal clear. It shimmers like liquid diamonds with this beautiful turquoise color. The beaches are almost white, just sort of off-white, and you can hear the waves crashing on the berm in the distance. It's a beautiful setting.
1: Yeah, I heard someone talking yesterday that supposedly the, the legend is that the reef in Moana, the animated Disney movie, was based upon the reef around the island here. So as we're staring off in our, you know, chairs right now, I'm seeing about 12 colors of the shade of blue and turquoise. And then, of course, I can see off in the distance the reef where it turns to the dark, dark blue of the ocean.
0: So we should mention the Brando this yes it did used to be owned by the actor the legendary actor of the 50s 60s 70s and 80s Marlon Brando his family still owns the resort.
1: Yeah it's a series of different islands and Motus and they still are involved in the property it's managed by an international company but they have some actual um, interest still in the property itself and there are still family members involved in the process.
0: So you arrive here, as we mentioned, by plane, and you are greeted? You're greeted with Polynesian dancers.
1: And one of the things I want to add about this property is they are all about sustainability. When they were building this resort, they took every detail to heart. They use limited air conditioning. Instead, they go down to the bottom depths of the ocean, and they use seawater to recycle to use as air conditioning. When you land on the airstrip, there's probably a hundred solar panels. Everything is recycle, repurpose and really trying to protect the environment. Uh, we always travel with sunscreen here. They asked us not to use our sunscreen and instead gave us environmentally sun- friendly sunscreens as to not damage the reef. And that's all what this property is about. There are water bottles and water bottle stations. There's recycling bins in the room. They are planning everything to save and conserve the environment.
0: Even the straws are made out of reeds.
1: Yeah, they're pretty interesting to see. And then they have their own garden here. They have their own bees, their own salt. They grow as much as they can possibly, and it's just incredible. Let me tell you, if you haven't tried the t- the honey from Te Tiaroa, you are missing out.
0: The honey is dark and thicker than any honey I've ever seen in my life, and it is the most flavorful honey. So be sure <laughs> if you're here and they serve you bread with every meal, mm-hmm. whether it's a baguette or a croissant or a chocolate croissant be sure to try the honey. I even had it like syrup on my crepes this morning, so The honey is fabulous. And the other thing to try for sure is the coconuts, which again, come from the island.
1: Oh yeah, yesterday I had uh, one of their coconut beverages. It was coconut water with lime juice and ginger and grapefruit. And wow, that was a little piece of heaven. And after I was done with my beverage, the bartender kindly cut it open for me so I could eat the meat from the coconut.
0: And the coconuts on the outside, the husk looks lighter than I've ever seen before. They look fresher than any coconuts I've seen in any other tropical location. This is a gorgeous resort. Yes, it has all of those things dealing with the environmental protections, but that doesn't mean that it's not luxury. This is a luxurious place to stay. Yeah, this is one of probably the top resorts in the
1: world, hands down. It comes with a price point, but it also has the value. One of the things I get asked for repeatedly is people asking me for all-inclusive in Tahiti. I'm gonna be upfront and honest, there really don't exist. You're not gonna find a Sandals here, you're not gonna find a Club Med, Club Med closed many years ago. If you want a true all-inclusive experience, the only property in all of French Polynesia that is truly an all-inclusive is the Brando everything is included from your mini bar to your food your beverages your cocktails you get bicycles included with your room to ride around room service i can't think of anything that's not included they have a dozen activities to choose from spa treatments every day it is truly included so if you are looking for an all-inclusive there's none other than the brando
0: and not only that because there are so few guests staying on property the staff here knows who you are and what you're doing, regardless of whether or not you have met them. We went upstairs the other night to the Nest Bar, and the food and beverage manager who was working at the bar greeted us by name and said, oh, you've just come from the restaurant, haven't you? He knew our entire schedule. And what's funny is he knew what we'd, where we'd eaten, so what we'd
1: had for dinner, so therefore he automatically recommended a, a cocktail that was complimentary to what we had just had for dinner. I mean, it was great. Poor Jim, whenever we travel, gets used to being called by my last name because the reservations are under my last name, and here he actually gets
0: to go by his own name. That's fine. I'm used to it. <laughs> I just smile and nod. Such is my life. Oh, poor me. So we should talk about this. They do have gorgeous villas here at the Brando. But when people think of coming to Tahiti, French Polynesia, they think of overwater bungalows. People want the overwater bungalows, which you won't find here at the Brando, What do you think? Is it a loss to have not to have the overwater bungalows
1: here? Not at all. The one thing with overwater bungalows is they actually kind of hurt the environment. If you imagine you are digging into the reef, you are digging into the ecosystem. So they're not the most environmentally friendly. Are they fun? Are they a novelty? Yes, we have been in them. We have stayed in them. They've been a lot of fun when you have your Tahiti TV where you turn on your floor at night and the fish come up and you can feed them bread. They're a heck of a lot of fun, but they don't have them here. But it is not a loss because you know what? You're getting the exclusivity. We have a villa that I believe is probably about 1,200 square feet. It's got more amenities than we probably have on our home and we have our own private pool. We have access to the beach right out our door. There's nothing you're missing. It's just not an overwater bungalow. My recommend is if you have your heart set on an overwater bungalow, stay a couple of nights in Bora Bora or Moria at an overwater and then head out to the Brando to have a true private island experience.
0: We're looking at the fish Right now, as we are a few yards from the shore, a few meters away, and you can see them right now as clear as on any Tahiti TV. And if I get, I guess, if I wanted to go grab some bread and feed them, I probably could. So it'd be just a very similar experience. But our villa, our bungalow, is divided up into four distinct areas by dividing walls. It's all open space, but there are sliding doors if you want privacy, but there's a main. Living room. You walk into to the left is a media area with a desk. If you need to do some work or write your autobiography, in the case of the Obamas, uh, of course there's the master bedroom. There's sort of a staging changing area, and then of course the bathroom with a shower, with the water closet enclosed, two sinks, and the outdoor bathtub.
1: And I love me an outdoor bathtub. And of course they provide all the amenities that are all environmentally friendly. Be it you know shampoo, conditioner, bubble bath for your outdoor bath where you can watch the ocean. One of the things I've really been enjoying is we always travel with our own Bluetooth speaker, but these bungalows are all wired for Bluetooth. So we hooked up our, uh, our phones to the Bluetooth, and we've been listening to tropical music throughout the sound system in our bungalow while we drink our coffee from our Nespresso machine every morning.
0: And there's something about the Polynesian construction with the thatched roof and the uh, tropical Polynesian wood that really absorbs sound very nicely. So it's got a great sound to it. Very high ceilings, the uh, steeple-like ceilings inside the bungalow. Just just a gorgeous experience. I love Love the the clean lines and the Polynesian styling of our villa. Oh,
1: yeah. Tons of closet space. I can't imagine. And they have great things in the room. They give you uh, beach bags. They give you flip-flops. Well, at least I still have my (laughs) flip-flops.
0: Okay, funny story. And this is a real story. This happened. Yesterday. So they give you flip-flops, which are nice. They're they're, they're plastic rubber flip-flops, which they want you to take home with you, which you can. They say they're a gift. So we went down to the ocean. And, you know, it's 90, near 100 degrees here. So it's warm, and the sand can be warm. So I wanted to put my flip-flops near the shore. And apparently I put them too close to the shore because we were out, you know, a few hundred meters out into the reef. And you could still see the shore from where we were. So for some reason we came back and my flip-flops were gone.
1: We looked everywhere. And I guess the only thing we could come across because there was no one on the beach. So it's not like someone stole
0: them. Why would you steal them? Yeah, they're in every room. No one would steal them.
1: You all get a pair when you check in. They ask you your shoe size prior to arrival, but it had to have been that the tide came in and
0: somewhere they have floated off into the reef. And they didn't, the tide didn't come in that much. So I, Either that happened or one of the hermit crabs, the big hole in the beach, grabbed them and pulled them into his lair, but that seems a little far-fetched. So we looked to the crystal clear water and could not find them anywhere. So we need to call Shaggy and Scooby and find out the mystery of the missing flip-flops of the Brando. But either way, I'm, I'm out a pair of flip-flops, but that was, that was kind of funny.
1: It was also really funny when he called to tell the front desk and asked if he could get a replacement. He goes, true story, because I'm sure they've heard every story in the book, and that one was legit. But, yeah, I had quite the giggle as we were out scouring the beach looking for those crazy flip-flops that are now lost forever. They'll probably find them on some beach in Japan in, like, you know, six months from now.
0: Right, if anybody is listening to this in Japan and you find a pair of Brando flip-flops, those are mine, <laughs> calling them right now, but oh, by the way, in case you were wondering, no, you cannot get a replacement pair, so I did not get a replacement pair, so Carrie has hers, but I'm fine, it's it's okay, it's the way, it's the way it goes. Um, I love our access to the beach from our villa, uh, lots of trees and shrubbery around, so it's open, but it still it's a very private feel from your neighbors.
1: And it makes it, it protects you from the wind too, so if it happens- Happen to be a windy day because it's full-on ocean out there it really does give you some protection and what I'm really enjoying is if you know me well you know I love the ocean but I'm not one to go in the ocean my ideal is an infinity pool on a beach or a private pool on a beach so yesterday we went and spent a good hour in the ocean and I loved every minute of it the ocean felt great the sand was fantastic it was so grain-like and just soft sugar I used it to polish my rings and boy are they sparkly <laughs> (laughs) day but we had such a great time in the ocean and I don't know the last time we had such a good time just hanging out in the crystal blue water.
0: The water reminds me not unlike if you've been on a Disney cruise and you've gone to Castaway Key. it reminds me of Serenity Bay the adults only area Uh, that water is very crystal like and this is even shinier it's It's incredible, the water, the turquoise and just the glistening like a diamond, but not only was the sand soft, but the water seems to be soft. Like it came through a water softener. Sometimes you go out in the ocean and you just kind of feel grimy when you come out, but inside it just was refreshing and your skin felt soft, it was rejuvenating. It's also amazing to think that we are at a resort and we
1: saw no one else. There was no one out on the beach. There was no one in the ocean. It was just like truly a private experience. And we were out there at least an hour because we knew approximately what time it was because it was the afternoon when the plane was coming in and the plane was leaving. So we knew we were in the three to 3.30 hour.
0: It does have an infinity pool on the beach. If you go to the main public space, it's a gorgeous area and it's a beautiful infinity pool.
1: Yeah, and they've done a really nice job. And one of the things I do want to add is this is a family-friendly property. That's why they have multiple bedrooms. They have a kids' club. If you have children with you, they will actually, as part of your bicycles, they'll have kid-sized bikes for you. But with the pool, they've done it in a couple different depths. So you would have the option of being in the more shallow part of the pool with your children, or we were in the deeper end, but deep being about four and a half feet deep. Nothing's deep.
0: Yeah, that might be an option if you're here with kids. Let's say you're looking at the pool and you're facing the ocean. The shallow end is going to be on the left side. The deeper end is going to be on the right side. So if you have kids, maybe you want to go down to the left. and Maybe if you don't have kids, you want to go down to the right. But it's a, it's a pretty good-sized pool for, for everybody to enjoy, and we certainly did. Not far away from the pool is uh, one of the trademarks of the Brando, and that is the outdoor bar, Bob's Bar. And Bob was apparently someone who worked on the island and was a friend of Marlon Brando.
1: Yeah, it's your, it looks like your classic tiki bar, and boy, do they have a great menu to choose from. I think my first cocktail that I had the day we arrived was called Jack Sparrow's Breakfast, and you had a Bob's special, and wow, great fresh fruits, some of them served in you know, coconuts or half a pineapple and just incredible beverages. And you're just sitting there and you think this is what paradise is all about in the brochures. And they have
0: a picture of Marlon Brando up there and you're just like, yeah, he was probably here sipping drinks, talking philosophy or his acting process. And it's, it's a great experience. Yeah, I had the dirty old Bob and I'm like, well, when am I gonna get that again? You got to do, you know, what you can do, the the local flavors. So the Dirty Old Bob was delicious. I thought maybe it might be a little heavy like a Manhattan, but it's very light. And I would recommend when you're here trying the, the Dirty Old Bob since it is a signature drink.
1: Yeah, there's no shortage of cocktails on that list and if you don't want something like alcohol they probably have another two dozen non-alcoholic fresh fruit cocktails and smoothies to choose from. And if you want, yesterday we told the bartender to surprise us and he made the equivalent of probably a mojito but with passion fruit juice. Wow, that was another good one.
0: Delicious. One of the things I love about the Brando is obviously not many guests here, not many villas, but they do a great job of promoting private spaces for you to for you to have conversation there's many different tables many different soft chairs and they're separated by bushes and trees so you really have that alone experience even when there may be people around you
1: Yeah, and each of the restaurants tends to have kind of little curtained off areas as well. Or like, for example, they have a brand new teppanyaki chef they've brought in from Japan by way of France. And he's been here, I think, since it opened in about October. And that little room, the little teppanyaki room, at a maximum holds is eight. So the night we dined there, which
0: we were lucky enough to get a reservation, there was just the four of us, us and another French couple. The greatest teppanyaki experience of our life. If you go to Benihana or any other Benihana-style teppanyaki restaurant, and teppanyaki is very popular at all the resorts. Everybody has one. You know, you've been there. It's sort of a raucous experience. They they do the the beating heart with the rice. They have the train, the smokestack of the, uh, the onions and the volcano and the lights and uh, throwing the shrimp, and the, the uh, chef twirls the knives around or catches the egg on his hat. This is not like that. There is none of that. There was a little bit of fire, and that was about it. Um, Cato, the chef, was so precise in everything he did. It was incredible. He's like a surgeon with this food, with his precise cuts and movements and timing for the heat. It wasn't a show, but it was fascinating to watch this artist work in food
1: yeah and it's really great because what they're doing and actually the bartender was telling us that later that evening is that for the first time they are doing a set menu which is three different to choose from and each one's paired with a sake which as the Japanese he was saying like to do one kind of sake for a whole entire meal so to do it with a sake pairing every course of the different sake it's been really really different and I didn't realize how many different kinds of sake they were from sweet to dry to you know dessert styles there were so many great ones and And the food was incredible. I think it was, when all was said and done, probably close to eight courses.
0: So you can do a fish flight? With different fish, with scallops, and that was amazing. Plus, you can do beef, and you can also do a vegetarian flight. But they're all paired with sake, and just so we could try everything, I had the beef, and you had the
1: fish, and it was fantastic. They had a shrimp, scallops, and I think it was a local fish called vivani. I think is what they called it, which was a white fish. It reminded me a lot of a cod, and it was served with an um, kind of like a black cod sauce, and it was reminded me a lot of
0: what I'd had at Nobu before in Hawaii. And I had the beef, and it was outstanding. The, the main course was beef, lamb, and duck. And I'm not the biggest lamb or duck fan, but it was the best lamb and duck I had ever had. I finished those, and I actually left the beef because I was so full, and that never happens, ever. And the starter course with the very rare beef salad Uh, Carrie doesn't eat red meat very often, just very, very rarely. And I gave her a bite, and... That beef carpaccio
1: was to die for. I mean, I have not had red meat in probably 20-some-odd years, but I figured that looked so delicious it was worth a try, and it was phenomenal. That paired with my seared ahi and my poke salad that I started with, and wow, that was heaven. I could
0: have just stopped there. It was the most incredible experience. It was fine dining as teppanyaki, and the, the chef obviously very educated in paris he mentioned uh, nobu Uh, he doesn't speak english he speaks french uh, but the nicest man and just a brilliant brilliant chef one of the best meals we have ever had ever will have and it's going to be hard pressed to to surpass a teppanyaki experience like this
1: oh yeah definitely i mean and that's what i was thinking i'm like okay teppanyaki been there done that but this is next level teppanyaki this if there's such a thing as gourmet teppanyaki we have found it here at the brando
0: they also have another restaurant Le Mutine. And it's a French-inspired restaurant. It's
1: French-inspired by a chef, a two-star Michelin chef out of Paris. He comes out here. Guy the, Martin. Yes, Guy Martin. And so he comes out a couple times a year to alter the menu. He And then what they do is they match up the menu based on what they can actually grow here on island. So they put their own Tahitian spin on it. And it was another one that I would say when all was said and done. I think we
0: were six to eight courses in as well. Very nouveau French cuisine. Uh, I had the beef, which was the signature dinner. Again. Again, it sounds like I'm always eating beef, but they recommended it. I'm like, well, when in, when in mutiné, uh, you should eat like in mutiné. And Carrie described it best. As a matter of fact, our server picked up on her description that it's like a tiramisu where it's in layers you've got a layer of beef which is so tender it's like the most tender high quality and this doesn't do it justice but it's like a stew meat and that's just in the the level the way it's prepared and then above that you have the potatoes and then above that you have
1: the the truffle And that was a lot of truffle. I tried the potatoes and the truffle of it and it was fantastic. But yeah, when he first showed us a picture of it, it looked just like a tiramisu. So I think he'll probably start using my line. I ordered the shrimp or the scallops, excuse me, and that was fantastic. I was debating between that and another seafood dish, and I'm glad I went to the scallops. It was served with a beautiful basmati rice with coconut. I love all things coconut, and it was just fantastic.
0: Yeah, they're both fantastic dining experiences, but the uh, the Nami the teppanyaki just incredibly off the charts as far as an experience but they're both they're both great and then where you can have dinner and also have your lunch and breakfast is where we are right now
1: the barefoot cafe which i absolutely love this is what you think of when you think of the south pacific You can sit barefoot in the sand and drink your tropical beverages or in my case this
0: morning my iced coffee. So often resorts will have a poolside cafe and they're very very casual and then they'll try to turn that into a restaurant at night. They'll throw like uh, tablecloths on card tables to try to make it a fine dining and, and it's never quite up to snuff but this it looks casual elegance during the daytime and because of the scenery and the design uh, just a few candles tablecloths and a few nighttime amenities it is a gorgeous fine dining restaurant Oh yeah, we've had breakfast and lunch here a couple of times
1: now, and I wish I had time to work my way through the menu. Funny story, so I love ceviche, ceviche poke, sashimi. Pretty much if it's raw fish, I'm going to eat it nine times out of ten. So my first day, I had been so looking forward to Tahitian poisson, which is basically Tahiti's version of a ceviche, but they do it with coconut wa- with coconut milk. So I ordered that day one, loved it. Yesterday I came back and for lunch, and they had about five different kinds of ceviche to. To choose from and sashimis. So I asked our nice server, Christoph, I said, would it be possible to try one of each? Basically, I wanted a ceviche sashimi flight. And he kind of giggled and he hadn't had that request before. But because they're so high on surface level here, About 10 minutes later, he comes back with a giant black slate and it had every single thing on the menu. So is it possible to get all five of the different seafoods for lunch? Yes, it is. And did I have them all? Yes. And then, of course, I had to rank them in terms of how much I enjoyed each one. But I would dare to guess that now other people will probably copy that and they'll recommend it to other guests who can't make decisions like I can't.
0: You know, the way they brought it to you with the presentation, you would have thought that it was on the menu because it was so gorgeous. You had this black slate, uh, you had garnishment, the the way it was positioned was beautiful. It almost looked like a like a flower arrangement or something like that made out of sashimi, but uh, you know, on the fly, they were able to put together something that looked like it was a cornerstone of their menu.
1: Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it somehow ends up on the menu as an appetizer because it was so unique, but it was fantastic. So that paired with the baguette and the honey that they have here, or they also have, they serve two different kinds of olive oil, a couple kinds of salt. And let me tell you, I've never had black salt before, but now I'm hooked on it and I'm going to have to go home and look for it.
0: Now, if you're not into sashimi, they do an amazing hamburger here. They put a little slice of Canadian bacon and cheese on it, and it is gorgeous. If you're not into that, you can get a gorgeous uh, grilled whitefish sandwich, which is flavorful and delicious. That was
1: fantastic, and I was especially impressed with the bun. They make all of their own breads here, of course, so they make their buns, and it was a black bun. They do it with squid ink, and it was so interesting. I had that seafood sandwich on day one, and wow... it was outstanding.
0: The menu here is, is fantastic. For breakfast you can get anything from yogurt and granola to cornflakes to an omelet to crepes to waffles. It's, you will definitely find something you'll eat here. And of course
1: you can get you can get sashimi and ceviche for breakfast, which I did today. I had the uh, Tahitian ceviche once again with a crepe and a little bit of yogurt. So bizarre combo, but it ticked all my boxes.
0: The breakfast of champions. I love this resort. I love the beaches. I love the calm, cool, sophisticated elegance. I love how peaceful it is. The views are incredible. There's just nothing not to like here.
1: Now, I mean, I can't imagine this place at capacity because it's so beautiful. And I would think even at full capacity during festive season, it wouldn't feel crowded. Maybe you'd see a few more people. But I think we've seen, at the most, at any given time, maybe 10 people at lunch. There was a small group leaving yesterday, and I use small group lightly. Otherwise, I think we keep running into the same French couple every time. We kind of kind of nod to them and tell them bonjour, because every time we're dining, it seems like they're dining. Otherwise, we've seen no one else here. There could be a property full of celebrities right now, and we would have no idea because it's so exclusive and quiet.
0: Now, if you've never been to French Polynesia, you're probably thinking, oh, but first I want to go to Bora. And you've seen the pictures of Bora Bora, but something to keep in mind is that Bora Bora for, for Polynesia, for French Polynesia, is very developed. And it's not the biggest island, but it's very busy and kind of crowded for the island. It'd be like if you stood up on a table by yourself, well, that's fine. But if you tried to put 10 other people on that table, that's sort of like Bora Bora. It could be, it's nice. And don't get me wrong. There's some very beautiful resorts and some very nice overwater bungalows, but it's, it's definitely got an infrastructure there to, to keep everything running. And that's what
1: most people have in their mind. They think, I want to go to Bora Bora. I want to go to an overwater bungalow. And then they expect it to be quiet. They forget that some of these properties have 70 overwater bungalows and they have jet skis and they have ferries running back and forth to the mainland there's cruise ships that are coming in there's a lot of activity in those lagoons it's not like you're ever going to be out there by yourself you're not going to get the privacy factor that you're thinking of when you think of the south pacific so you've kind of got to be ready for it i mean if you want to hang out on your deck and have it be totally peaceful you've got to expect that there's going to be a jet ski going by at some point during your day And there are some fabulous five-star hotels in Bora Bora but it's not as exclusive and quiet as one would think. There's a little bit more to do in the evening. You can go into town and go to Bloody Mary's and go barefoot in the sand and have a cocktail but again it's a town. It's going to have a lot of other people so you're gonna get the possibility of you're down at the pool and there are gonna be a couple hundred people at your pool at maybe the Four Seasons or the St. Regis which is a very large property. The one other thing to always keep in mind with the overwater bungalows that most people don't consider is the deeper the water the more expensive the bungalow price so if you want privacy you want exclusivity and you want an end end pontoon because you want to be able to lay out in the Sun and not have to see anybody else in their bungalows or have them swing by swim by yours you're going to put a premium on that price so the ones that are closer to the shore that are maybe facing the shore with less privacy are going to be your lower price point
0: point. and something to think about you've seen the pictures with the string of overwater bungalows going all the way out, that means your neighbors are just a couple of feet away from you. Where here, there's a nice separation. You feel like you're alone. Um, I was changing, and I saw some people come up from the beach, and I was like, oh, they're so far away, and plus, the glare on the light, they're not going to see anything, I'm totally fine, not that I was happy about that, but it was totally fine, I mean, those were the only two people I think we've seen this this entire time, so you have a level of privacy that you're just not going to get somewhere else, not that those places aren't nice, but I think when people think of French Polynesia or Tahiti, Bora Bora, that, that they think it's going to be a level of serenity, and this Here at the Brando is where you're going to get that level of serenity that you crave and that you want and that you expect when you think of the South Pacific. Uh, What type of price point is this? This one's not inexpensive. You're going to be looking somewhere in the
1: price range of, you know, $3,500 to $4,000 a night. I will tell you, they do run promotions. They have discounted rates, free nights, uh, rates that include the domestic airfare. So that would save you a good almost €500 round trip if you stay a minimum number of nights. So you can package as well. But if you consider what it would cost to stay at one of the overwater bungalows or one of the five-star resorts in Bora Bora, Add on your meals, because again, your meals and cocktails aren't included. By the time you do your daily plus pluses, you're at about the same price point. Here, you just know upfront what you're gonna be spending, so you're not looking at your wallet every time. Our first trip to Tahiti, I I always use that as an example. We sat down, we were on a small island, staying in an overwater bungalow, and we went into lunch, and we both ordered an iced tea and a fish burger, and it was $75, and that was in the first five minutes of being on the island and the prices just went up from there so by the time the end of the week was gone I was just baffled when I spent $14 on a pineapple juice and I'm still mad about it to this day and always bring it up so even though the price point may seem a little cost prohibitive at first when you consider what you pay for a good overwater bungalow at 2250 dollars dollars a night at say the St. Regis then you add on your meals you have a couple of $37 cocktails you get a, a spa treatment you do some shore exc- you do some excursions every day all of those things are included while staying at the Brando and you know right up Front what you're spending with no surprises and
0: everything is extremely high quality those $80 fish burgers weren't <laughs> even that good they're like something you'd find just like Red Robin or an Applebee's they weren't that great and here the quality of food the quality of alcohol the quality of everything is top-notch and I'm sure here in the South Pacific that that price point is even higher so think about that so yes um, it is, you know, it is attainable, but think about when you add everything in, it actually is not a bad value at all for the quality that you get and the cost of things here in this area.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've traveled to luxury island resorts all over the world, and this actually has a pretty good value. We've been to the Maldives, we've been to the Caribbean, and you can easily spend this kind of price point and say St. Bart's for a week um, and not get the exclusivity. You're in kind of the hubbub of everything. So this really is an excellent value for the true luxury experience. If you're looking for a special honeymoon, an anniversary, a birthday, you just want to have this big wow and celebration, this is worth a splurge and I don't say that about a lot of hotels I've seen lots inside. I probably go to a hundred different hotels a year in my job and there are very few hotels that I feel are worth the splurge the Brando is worth the splurge
0: I love the Brando I love the serenity I love the look of everything just the surroundings the water the sky the greenery even the palm trees seem a little brighter here I don't know what it is I don't know if it's the reflection off of that
1: turquoise water or what it is, but I cannot stop taking pictures, and I can't stop saying how much I love the color here. If I could take this color home and have this at home all the time, I think I'd be a much happier person. It's so bright and cheerful.
0: So what are your three favorite things about the Brando?
1: I think the exclusivity. I think the fact that we came in on that little private plane, and it was just us and a couple of other people. That would be one. Um, I definitely feel like the ocean here and I'm just not an ocean person usually being out in the ocean yesterday and just enjoying the beautiful serenity of the bay I think that they call it Mergamagan Lagoon and the food I mean I'm gonna be really sad when we leave and I can't get this quality of fresh seafood every day and I'm gonna be hungry
0: I love the infrastructure that they put in here. The roads are wide and it's a cement that's level and fantastic. Uh, the way it's uh, the upkeep, I think I would qualify that as well. Everything is very well groomed and well taken care of and that helps. I love the view from the ocean looking back at the island and then I'm going to be even more specific. I'm going to say Nami at the, te- the Teppanyaki restaurant and uh, Chef Keito, he was amazing. An artist working in food, just to watch him cut everything up and be so precise with everything. I mean, it was a different kind of show. It was the difference, I guess, between watching Fox Television and PBS, the difference between your teppanyaki experiences. One is more gregarious, and it's very fun. They're not taking anything away from it, but this one was much more focused much more precise and it was just incredible to watch so i loved nami i thought that was one of the best dining experiences of our life and yet another reason to be here at the Brando. That something that fabulous is included in your price
1: oh hands down i mean it's just one of those that i think that's going to be one of those meals that we talk about forever and you know we had a heck of a lot of fun yesterday working on our holiday card we uh brought our santa hats with us so we'll have to see what we can do with those so we'll give a nod to the brando with our end of the year
0: so if you're thinking about the south pacific Uh, Go big or go home, I think, is the way to do it. If you want the true experience, I think you should look at something like the Brando or the Brando itself. It's peaceful. It's beautiful. It's tropical. The staff is incredibly friendly and detail-oriented. Even the general manager is aware of everybody on property. So from the top all the way down, it's such a very well-run resort and uh, worth every penny.
1: Yeah, highly recommend. So if you're thinking of that the Brando is kind of on your list or you want to make it a special occasion, feel free to reach out to me. I would help you. love to help you plan this special tropical getaway. And how do they say farewell here? Uh, well, au revoir, or I'll say thank you in Tahitian, which is maruru for listening.
0: From the Brando at Titiroa in the South Pacific, it's Jim and Carrie, and the Brando can now be a part of your best trip ever.